Hello and welcome to the Nourished Chat. I'm Bonnie, registered dietitian and founder of the Nourished Path Personal Online Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to give you all of my best tips and tricks to live a more nourished life without giving up all your favorite foods or spending all of your time cooking. Well, I am here with Shauna. She's one of our amazing clients. And I am so excited to have you here with us. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, Coach Trisha has been working with both you and your husband for how long has it been now? Let's see. I think I started back in early October, and then my husband started um, after the new year. Yeah, and then you you left a, a few months ago. I think you're you're graduated and maintaining and feeling awesome now. Yeah, I kind of just slowly transitioned out, and um, yeah, like about about a month ago, we've kind of just started that the maintenance piece of this, and so yeah, just kind of doing it a little bit on my own, but still circling back with a few questions here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifelong journey, but. The goal, you know, this is always our goal is to have you kind of like leave us and feeling really good about it and maintaining the progress that you've made. So what was your life like before you started working with us? Why did you reach out in the first place? Well, honestly, um, the last couple of years just coming, I work in education and coming out of the pandemic. Um, I just was dedicating so much of my time to my job, to my family, um, you know, just keeping up with stuff around the house. And I just slowly just started to feel like I was just losing a little bit of myself and um, finding it really hard to prioritize things that I knew were important, like eating healthy making sure I was, you know, exercising um, and just focusing on myself. And so the first shift I made was I, I, I decided to go part-time in my job. So working three days a week instead of five, which opened up some time on those two days off to kind of make sure that I was prioritizing my workouts. Um, and then about October, I um, knew that, you know, I was making some excuses for getting on board with my diet and, you know, I might do okay for a couple days and then I would slide back and then I'd get back on it. And I just wasn't making the progress or feeling good. And I reached out to somebody at Orange Theory where I go to and they recommended um, the Nourish Path and I decided to go for it and haven't looked back. That's wonderful. I mean, I like how you did it in stages where you didn't try and do everything all at once and you realized, Hey, mm -hmm. I, I cut back on work. I'm not working as many days and that's helped with my workouts, but it hasn't really made the difference in my nutrition yet. I need to kind of figure out what is going to be working, what is going to work better. Right. Right. And it was just shifting my priorities. My priorities, like I said, were like everybody else and my job. And it was just really nice to slow down and have somebody supporting me in that journey and just 
um, just guiding me and giving me tips and, you know, um, acknowledging those little ups, but also talking about those, you know, little lows that I had when things weren't going as great and kind of walking me through it and encouraging me. And so it was really nice to have that support. Yeah, that support can be so valuable, like you said, in rec both recognizing victories that maybe you didn't notice and helping make those struggles a little bit easier and maybe not last, you know, one bad day doesn't become a bad week. It just stays one bad day. Exactly, exactly. And I felt like I, it, you know, it was very manageable because it wasn't about being perfect and doing everything perfectly. It was about, and I thought going into this, having been like, you know, having always been around athletics in my life and thinking I know quite a bit about nutrition. Um, I was really surprised to just, you know, be open to learning more and to better understanding and the whole macros piece and understanding how macros work and how, um, how big of a part that is in, in kind of the success and losing the weight and maintaining. Um, whereas I don't think I focused on that before it'd be like carbs are bad or, mm -hmm. um, and I realized that by depriving myself, it was harder to make progress. And so it was just figuring out what that correct balance is for me. So it kind of gave me that, that guidance that I needed to make better choices each meal. And then slowly I started to see the change happening. Yeah. And I really like how you phrased that that it, it was slowly, but then it, it was manageable. It wasn't as fast as mm -hmm. some of the, oh, I'm gonna cut this out, but you couldn't have kept that up. You've tried it before, we all have. Right, right. And exactly. how was it doing this with your husband? Um, you know, he's always said, you know, I'm kind of the, the person who prepares most of our meals and does our grocery shopping and stuff. So, um, you know, we've always felt like if we're going to have success with this, we've got to be in this together. And he didn't feel like the fall was the right time for him. We were, you know, kind of visiting our kids over in Idaho and coming back and forth. There were a lot of social events taking place and then rolling into the holidays. And so I, he started to see that I was making some momentum and still being able to make some good choices through the holidays and through those social events. And so he was really excited to start in January. And it's great because um, we also have a daughter at home. And so all of us were just, you know, kind of preparing um, the, the meals together and thinking about what sounded good and, and um, just you know, committed to making some lifestyle changes that worked for all of us. Yeah, and that's wonderful. You gave your daughter such a great head start that I wish, that I think a lot of us women wish that we'd had that role modeled for us when we were in our teenage years of, uh, I know my mom, we went to Curves together. She didn't know yeah. any better, you know, that, and honestly, it yeah. wasn't the worst place we could have gone, um, right. but she always had, she didn't really know any any better. It, it was the early 2000s. So yeah. I think that that's just really commendable that she's going to have such a big head start over what we got when we were that age of what what is healthy food, what is balance and not demonizing different foods and exploring that with her parents. Right. I thought so, too. And I, you know, I was very mindful about that when we were kind of working 
including her in this, that I didn't want her to feel like it was a diet or that, you know, we were trying to send a message in that regard. I just wanted her to feel like she was in control of her own choices and could see me prepping healthy foods and that, you know, cooking is a big part of our, like our, our, our life. And, you know, I enjoy cooking, but you can cook without, you know, having to make really like heavy or unhealthy meals. There's a way to kind of still enjoy food and all the foods, um, in a very, you know, just more manageable, um, healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I love it. Um, and I've also noticed that a lot of times husbands, they want, usually the wife starts first and then the husband gets a little bit of like tailwind just over what your changes you're making. And he gets really excited about it. And then he's like, wait, my weight loss has stopped. Maybe I need, (laughs) maybe I need my own coach too, to get my own things. Maybe I just can't, um, you know, ride the wave anymore. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, it's fun because we then when we enjoy or we go out, we're kind of on the same page with, you know, there are some places that you can, we can go anywhere, but just, you know, supporting each other so that one doesn't go off the rails (laughs) and try to, you know, kind of enjoy ourselves, but also keep it manageable, you know, um, not going too crazy when we're out and about. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, really helpful. When Clint and I, my husband, uh, when we've done this together, it was actually oftentimes be an event together. And I would stick to the plan more for his sake. Cause I knew if I went off, he would go off mm-hmm. and he would do the same thing. He's like, well, if I have that donut, Bonnie's going to also have a donut. And I know this is really important to her. And sometimes having that, doing that as a couple, yes. um, can help. It really compounds it because not only you're getting your own goals, your own advice, but also we're very, oh, I love you. I want you to succeed. I will do this so that you can do better. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I think it holds you kind of accountable. You know, um, it's, you know, if he knows that I'm working on making good choices and then all of a sudden I decide I'm, you know, making the cookies or whatever, you know, um, it's just, you know, having kind of a plan that is putting us both in a position to be successful um, and kind of just respecting that a little bit that, you know, mm-hmm. we're both trying to do the best we can. So let's try to make this, um, you know, put us both in the best position possible to have that success. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, what do you think was your biggest struggle throughout this journey? Well, I guess it's, you know, I, I think for me personally, it was, I realized that we're a very social family. And so we enjoy being with other people. We enjoy, you know, um, going out with with our friends and going to dinner or entertaining in our home. So it was learning to do that in a way that um, still supported our goals. Um, and so what I realized and when I was working with, with Trisha is that, for example, like, you know, we would go um, after one of my boys' football games, we would always do pizza after. Well, pizza meant also beer. And what I realized is like, it's okay to have pizza. I could have pizza. I didn't have to have 
three or four slices of meat mm-hmm. lovers pizza and four microbrews, what I could do is, you know, um, there were healthier, maybe even like, like sausage with mushroom and maybe just two pieces, but, um, and then trying to do like a side salad and then maybe a beer, but then also some water in between or, um, or a lighter beer, maybe that if I had a second one, you know, something. So just not depriving myself, but evaluating the situation and thinking, how can I just make a better choice here instead of, you know, just going full throttle into like, and then not feeling good when I left. So that just kind of led me to feeling I could still participate. I didn't, you know, other I wanted to be part of the celebration, right? And we're in a pizza place. So like you have to have pizza. I mean, but it was just figuring out how to balance, you know, find some balance there. So, yeah. And I, I think that's a really good point. And often the first piece or two pieces of pizza are the most enjoyable anyway. And we just keep right. eating it because it's there and it's pizza tastes good. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. by balancing it out with a salad or maybe just going in, maybe, oh, maybe I had a later, uh, more heavier snack than I normally would have. So that I'm not super hungry going into this. Right. Um, there's a lot of different ways. And, and I like that this is very tailored to you, right? Like that's not a situation that a lot of people are in all the time where they're right. having pizza every week. Right. But you were. So that I makes was- sense to moderate it. Exactly. And I, but I also knew that if I was doing that, I was planning for that. Mm -hmm. And so my lunch was, you know, high in protein, but healthy, you know, just lots of vegetables and maybe, you know, something lighter for breakfast, but again, filling myself up, but not eating three big meals, um, you know, just adding things, not just taking away and being like, I know I, over the day that I need to balance this out. And that's something I know Trisha's really big on that we are all really big on is like, let's make sure there's a balance throughout the day here. Yep. You're going to go have pizza. Let's plan for that. We're going to make sure that that's accounted for. And then how do we balance out the rest of the day? So you're still getting the nutrition you need over the course of the day. Exactly. Exactly. And I think too, the accountability piece of having to kind of track what you're eating, it makes you think about, um, do I really want that third beer or do, you know, for mm-hmm. a tailgating situation, like, or could, would I be just as happy? Like I realized, you know, like, for example, when you go to these tailgates and stuff, like people are drinking all from 11 in the morning or earlier until later. And I was realizing, you know, I don't really care about that. You know, these, this is where I can be drinking water, water, water. And then once I sit down to dinner, you know, have a nice drink that I enjoy or a glass of wine or something like that. So it's just, it was really just looking at your day in advance and knowing that, or if I knew that, you know, it was going to be a really busy weekend that week, I just made sure that I prioritized like my workouts and, you know, we ate at home during the week and, um, I just didn't let it snowball into like, well, now I've blown it. So now I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, um, just go off the rails for three or four days. No, I just go right back to my, you know. Well, and knowing that Trisha was going, but you're going to be talking with your coach, like, okay, she's going to ask how the weekend went. That also helps be like, okay, she's going to ask about it. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to make sure that I'm proud of what I'm saying, exactly. or at least I'm not, you know, Okay. You know, I'm having pizza. We talked about it in advance. We planned for it. This is the plan. And I've stuck to it. Yes. And that's yeah. really, that can really get you through some hard moments. 
No, it was really good. And I also think that a big part of the success that I had is I was honest with Trisha. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't do well, it, yeah, you have to kind of swallow your pride a little bit and go, you know, this wasn't my best weekend, you know, but I'm back, back to trying my best on, you know, Sunday or Monday or whenever I could do that as soon as I could. And I always felt like her coaching was like really positive. She really highlighted the things like, you know, one of the things that you were asked to do is you kind of, you know, what were the positives this week? What were the the things that went well? What were the heart, the challenges? And, you know, we could, I could be honest with her about, you know, I, you know, maybe ate more than I should have this weekend, like with, you know, the going out and the celebrations and stuff like that. Um, but I never felt like embarrassed to tell her because she worked with me on that and helped me to kind of reset and reframe like what what would what will I do differently this this week or next weekend when that same situation comes up again? What choices can you make that are a little bit dinner, different and more supportive of where you know your goals? So she was really helpful with that. I love to hear that. I mean, that's what we're all about, right? Because shaming and guilt tripping doesn't do any good. It really doesn't. It, if that worked, right? I mean, it doesn't. We all know it doesn't. We think it does in the moment, and it doesn't. It doesn't work at all. And so we don't do that. It's just not. And it's, it promoted it promoted honesty. To be honest, you know, mm-hmm. like it. I knew it was a safe place to say, and that's what I think a coach should be. Right? I think we're looking for somebody that we can confine in and kind of who knows where our areas of weakness are, but also knows where our strengths are and can kind of keep mm-hmm. pushing you towards, um, you know, utilizing those and not, not feeling like it's an all or nothing because it really is a journey and it starts off kind of, you know, slow and builds in and builds in. And then all of a sudden, some of those things that were so challenging in the beginning just become part of your routine and it's stuff that you're not even really thinking about, you know? So, and that's part of just having the coach along the way, um, just guiding you and encouraging you and, you know, kind of pointing out where maybe some of those things could be improved, but in a way that felt supportive. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, what was your biggest victory? in your time? I feel like you've kind of mentioned a lot of things that could be called your biggest victory, but I'm curious what you would have to say. Well, um, so for me, diet and exercise kind of go hand in hand and I'm a huge lover of orange theory. And so as, and, and, and I find like when I'm working out, then my, my eating is better and vice versa, right? Like they kind of just support each other. And so I started this whole, this program in October and, um, was, you know, kind of making progress, slowly making progress. And then in January, Orange Theory holds something called the transformation challenge. It's a six week challenge where they, you do a body scan at the beginning and, you know, it calculates what your body fat is and, and all of that. And then at the end of it, six weeks later, it recalculates it and sees, you know, how much you've lost and stuff. So in January, I already lost, you know, a, a decent amount of weight um, in proportion to my goal. 
Um, but then it kind of was stagnant a little bit. And it was interesting because when people start these challenges in January, it's usually because they've gone off the rails in November and December through the holidays. But I was already kind of in a in a good place, right? I was I had been working out consistently. I'd been eating really well. I'd been working with Trisha. So I was kind of in a really good place. So all of a sudden, I was ready to kind of ramp it up more at the gym. I was invested in my eating. Um, and so I did my body scan and at, in mid-March, I went back for my body scan and I was kind of like not really thinking about the challenge. I more just wanted to see where I was in terms of, you know, my body fat and stuff. Well, I had only, I had only lost two pounds on the scale in that amount of time, but I lost, I, I had dropped almost 11% body fat since, wow. since October. So from October to March, I had lost 11%, but just in that January to March window, I'd lost almost 6% body fat. So while I only lost two pounds, it was, it was so, and I won the orange theory <laughs> transformation challenge. So that just, I, I wasn't, I think the best thing is, is I wasn't, that wasn't my goal. That wasn't why I did it. I did it to kind of get a before and after on, you know, as far as my body fat and stuff. But what that showed me is all this hard work of making better choices in my diet, committing to going to the gym, all of a sudden just revealed themselves, right? Like in a way that I wasn't expecting, my body was responding and kind of rewarding me for that work that I had been putting in. And so I was like, I, I can't even tell you, I just, it for me, it was just not about the winning, but just the, the, it was just kind of like the icing on the cake. Like I, I, I felt like I was, I, my body was just acknowledging everything that well, I, it, it reaffirmed what you kind of knew, but I feel like it's really good to have a coach who's pointing out those victories you might not see. And of those, uh, that scan that pointed out those, that body fat percentage loss, yeah. because if you were just relying on the scale by yourself yes. and you just saw two pounds in six weeks, be like, man, I worked that hard and all I lost was two pounds. I think I'm looking better in the mirror, but I haven't been taking pictures. So I don't even know. Right. Um, that's right. why it's important to do all those things and to, have somebody who's pointing out like, yes, the scale's only down two pounds, but did you look at the photos you just took? Did you see your measurements are down? Yes. Um, even if you don't have a fancy, you know, scale that can measure your body fat, those are all indications that were all changing for you. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I had lost weight up until from October to January. Like, you know, I, I lost, a, I can't remember now, but maybe 10, 12 pounds, but then I wanted to keep losing during those six weeks. And I, the, the two pounds, like you said, getting on the scale, I was like, oh, I'm just maintaining now. But really what was happening is my body was really just burning that fat and converting it. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't showing, it wasn't reflecting on the scale, but I felt amazing in my clothes. Like I felt really good. My energy level was awesome. I was, you know, loving my workouts. I was invested in, you know, just um, the eating right still, but, you know, still making those mistakes, but learning more how to navigate them and not be hard on myself, but just continue to keep staying on the path. And I just, you know, yeah, and I can be honest, you know, even now in my maintenance phase, there's moments where, you know, days where, 
you know, we'll be out and about. And it's just, I feel like there's not a whole lot of healthy choices going on, whether it's there, it's just not available or I didn't plan for it. But my body also isn't like reverting back so quick because I, I took the time to kind of get where I am today. It wasn't a quick journey. And my body knows that and knows that, hey, if you have a day that just wasn't your best, it's not really reflecting the next day. It's great because I, I feel like I'm not sliding back and putting on weight so quickly, right? Like it's, it wants to be, it's comfortable where it is because I feel like I've earned it. Like it's, you yeah. know, it's, and that's the importance of going there in a maintainable way mm -hmm. in a sustainable way and also practicing maintenance together, because I know you and Trisha did some work doing maintenance together, bringing calories and macros up and I don't, and getting your metabolism revved up and building muscle at Orange Theory. So I don't want to get too much into that because we are getting, we've been chatting for a while now, which is fantastic. Um, but I think that's also, I know that that's been shown in the research to be a really uh, important part of weight maintenance long-term. Yeah. So last question for you here, what would you say to a friend if they were thinking about joining in the nourished path, but has had some hesitations? I would, you know, I think what I, what's worked for me with the nourished path is it's just learning healthy behaviors and understanding, you know, what you put into your body is kind of going to be what you get out of it. And so I think it's just, you know, there's help and support with making good choices and meal planning, um, figuring out what that macro, those macros are for you. Um, I feel like it just helps you to kind of create you know, a, a lifestyle that is tailored to what's best for you and your body um, with the support of the coach encouraging you to do it. So for me, it was a lifestyle change. I think that the nourish path is just, there's no quick fix. It's just about being smarter about, you know, how you look at food and um, creating just that balance in your life. So I think it's, it's, it's like we say, it's a journey. It's not, you know, a, a sprint. So I, I feel that, you know, it's, it's something I'm going to take these tools that I've learned and be able to the, apply them now as I go out on my own and um, hopefully just continue to maintain and lead a very, you know, active, healthy lifestyle. I am so excited to see what the future holds for you. If you liked this episode, please follow and rate the podcast and share it with a friend. It really means a world of difference for this small podcast to get discovered and help more people. And thank you so much for joining us today.